Hi everyone. This is going to be the first of our We Scotland episodes, which are going up a month before general release on Patreon, as a thank you to our supporters over there. If you're hearing this on the general feed, then people have already been enjoying this wee episode for a month. If you want to do that too, then you can check out the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Scotland History Podcast, and you can support us with a wee bit of money every month to make it easier for us to make more stuff for you to enjoy. From Be Quiet Media, this is Scotland, a podcast about history and the places we made it. I'm Michael Park. On the Drygate in Glasgow, just off Duke Street and round the corner from the tenants and Drygate breweries, there's a wall which sits in the middle of a housing scheme. It's not a wall you'd pay any attention to as you walk by it. It's not a wall that cries out for your attention, daubed in murals or graffiti. It's a pretty standard looking old wall emblazoned only with a plaque which reads 1871 and shows a kind of simplified coat of arms of Glasgow. But if this wall could talk, what stories it would tell, provided the wall also had the capacity to form coherent sentences. After all, it's just a prison wall. On 10th of October 1923, the wall would have seen a woman walk across the yard to the gallows. It would have seen her climb the steps and stand silently for a moment as the guards from Duke Street Jail milled around her and the two nuns who came to offer what little solace they could in her final moments stood by. Eyes appeared at windows, beady, expectant. If the wall could talk it would say that when the executioner went to put the white hood on to hide the ungodly expression that would cross her face when the noose tightened and snapped her neck, that she told him, don't put that thing over my head. Susan Newell died that day for what she had done, what she maintained until her last day that she hadn't done. Her life had been an unhappy one. She was divorced and had remarried, but her husband, John Newell, was a real piece of work, and they argued constantly until one night she beat seven bells out of him and he ran off to stay with his sister. Susan Newell didn't kill her womanizing husband, but she did kill the next person she saw. Wee John Johnson, the 13-year-old paper boy, had come to collect his due from the flats. When he refused to give her the paper without getting his money, she flew into a rage and choked him, beating him around the head as she did so. Nobody was really sure which part of the attack had killed him. She dragged the body onto an old go-kart the kind people used to use to haul things from place to place, not the kind you race, and hitched a lift to Duke Street with a lorry driver, who was oblivious to the dead boy in the cart. She wasn't so lucky when she got to Glasgow. Someone noticed a lifeless arm poking out from under the bundle she'd used to disguise the boy and went to get the police. They found her a few doors down from where she'd dumped the body, holding her six-year-old daughter's hand as she hurried along the road. The little girl had been there for the whole thing. She claimed that her husband had actually killed him and had forced her to move the body to cover his tracks. The police arrested John Newell straight away before his several watertight alibis, which put him at his brother's funeral in Haddington, really put the sword to Susan's story. It was the testimony of wee Janet McLeod, the little girl who had been dragged by the hand through the whole grisly affair that sent her mother to the gallows. She told the court that Susan had killed the boy and told her what to say if they were questioned by the police. She told her to say that her stepfather had done it 
She even admitted to helping her mother wrap the body. Susan eventually pled insanity. It was rejected. She was found guilty by a jury of 15 men who recommended to the judge that mercy be shown. It wasn't. She reached the end of the rope in the yard of Duke Street Jail, just yards from where she was caught, just yards from that wall, on a rainy Wednesday in October 1923, the first woman to be executed in Scotland since Jessie King in 1888, and also the last. You've been listening to Scotland. It was written and produced by me, Michael Park, and is a production of Be Quiet Media. Scotland is supported by Chris Lingwood, our first ever $25 a month patron, and listeners like you over on Patreon. Get involved. It's patreon.com forward slash Scotland history podcast. You can find out more about the show on our website, thisisscotland.co, and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Scotland Scottish History Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.